0: Welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, a um, podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. Uh, my name's Chris Sutton, and I am excited. You say that
1: every time. I know, I know. I, I, I right I You feel are, special.
0: Right. I'm excited. Let me get through this, and I'll <laughs> tell you why I'm excited. Because today, I'm joined by the original, I keep thinking the original gangster, um, <laughs> the original guest from the show, my friend, my inspiration... <laughs> the, the butt of many of my jokes, it's Nicola Stewart. Hello. Welcome. Come, thank you for coming home, I've put on my notes here.
1: Thanks. I only came home because you bought me a coffee.
0: Yep, Colby's to coffee. we sat drinking Colby's coffee. Shout out to Ali. Um, so the reason I'm excited and the reason I think I say I'm excited is because something you told me once, which was about how um, the feelings and sensations of anxiety are the same as the feelings and sensations of excitement but reframed so you Mm -hmm. actually so you can try and flick that switch in your mind and and I was thinking about this the other day and I was thinking actually yeah I do get a bit anxious before recording a a show Mm -hmm. and maybe saying that is my way of putting myself in that frame of mind so see you, you you help me out wow um so how are you
1: yeah, I'm not too bad. Thanks. Good. Cracking on, you know.
0: Um you um we talked about a few things in the past. We talked about barriers. Um so barriers to happiness. We talked about um I looked back at this catastrophizing.
1: <laughs> cat's astrophosis. <laughs> yeah, which
0: I had to break down into cat's astrophizing and mm-hmm. you have to say in an American accent. Yeah. Um so we have, we've talked about some pretty cool things. And one of the things we talked about though um, talking about future podcasts was fate yes um so that's what we're going to talk about today so tell me um about fate what does it mean for one thing
1: so for me i think fate means what'll be what'll be what'll be what'll be what will be will be okay what'll happen will happen um and this one is one that I always say to myself, what is meant to be won't pass you by.
0: What is meant to be won't pass you by.
1: Yeah, and that's something that my mum's always said from me being a child.
0: Okay, so are you talking about, um, I put it down here, when outcomes in life or things that happen in life are predetermined.
1: Yes.
0: So does that mean they're inescapable? I guess I'm, t- I'm, just, I'm playing devil's advocate
1: a bit. I think with the what's meant to be won't pass you by because that's something that like, I sort of, not live to but I use all the time to rationalise things mm-hmm. in my own mind. Um, I think sometimes we make choices that change the path mm-hmm. but for every choice that we make, that path And I know that doesn't quite make sense because you could keep saying, well, then you're just constantly making choices down that path. But I think...
0: But are those... So are those... I suppose what I want to do, what I would like to try and do is, over this like half an hour or so, is have a look at... If you believe in fate and in destiny, then you are... um, What are the positives and negatives Mm. of it? So I've got a few examples of that. But um, but I think defining it is is, is important. So you know, I, you, so I, what I like about what you said there is the whole framework of it is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. So your mum teaching you that expression, yeah. what's meant to be, won't pass you by, is like saying, well, don't worry, you're not going to miss out on the good stuff that's coming that's coming to you.
1: Yeah, it's things like I use that when I've been for job interviews in the past. Um, and I haven't been successful,
0: Yeah,
1: I use that to say, right, well, if it was meant to be, I would have got it. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, once, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The fools. (laughs) Um, No, actually, it was a job that I went for when I was working for you, um, and I didn't get it. Oh, I
0: might have sabotaged that.
1: (laughs) Um, But I just thought, well, if that job was meant to be, then I would have got the job, and now I am in a, what I think is an even better job, a job that I love, and I think, wow, that's why I didn't get that job, because this is the job that was meant for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's... So that helps. Okay. And that's how I use fate for the positives.
0: This is really, right, okay, this is really interesting, and I don't want to repeat a whole podcast that I've just recently recorded, but I've just, I've just been, I've just done a podcast with um, Claire Smith, um, out next week, um, but actually depending on when you l- people listen to this, it might have been out three weeks ago. So yeah, <laughs> I said that. Um, but uh, and, and it's essentially talking about um, trying to work to a goal. Yeah. And if your goal... And, but if the goal isn't like... Um, if a goal is happiness, if the goal is happiness, for example, which is a difficult one because you can't necessarily... Measure the level of happiness you're trying to achieve. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but essentially everything else is bumps along the way. You know, when it, and you, it's about taking the, um, it's taking the negatives in with a kind of, okay, well that's something I can learn from. Yeah. And that it, if I'd gone down that road, my whole world would be very different because different choices would be made on different days. Even things like I might have to start work at a different time, so I'd be getting yeah. a different bus so I wouldn't meet that person, so that relationship wouldn't happen. and The butterfly effect. Yeah, um, or sliding doors kind of um, thing, if you've heard of that film. Um, some people will have done, I won't explain it now, but it, but essentially <laughs> it's about whether or not you make a train or not, and the, oh, the film goes down two different yeah, paths. Yeah, I
1: think you've told me about this before.
0: I've got to be honest with you, I've never even seen the film, but I've just, but, <laughs> but, but, but the concept of, your life turns I out. I read
1: the wiki page
0: That <laughs> yeah. your life turns out differently based mm. on something as simple as whether you make a train or not.
1: Yeah. And I think what I was just saying then using the job example, that's not to say that um it doesn't replace hard work if you like. That's not to, I think I did as much preparation as I possibly could have done for that interview and I think I tried my absolute hardest yeah. and I didn't get it. I thought I'd have not done the preparation and would tried my abs- and not tried my absolute hardest, I'd have probably blamed myself. Yeah. But it's in a situation where you've done everything you possibly can, as supposed to determine the outcome that you want. Yeah. And if you don't get that outcome, then well, it that's wasn't fate. meant to be. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now that's really that's that's a key distinguishing factor, I yeah. think, because that was one of the things that I'd written down here as a possible negative was was that people might stop trying mm. if someone was just like, well you know essentially if you're waiting for things to come to you rather than going out and getting them that's a really different thing actually if you're yeah. going out and getting them all right i kind of understand why you wanted to talk about it now um because i because you're you are someone who goes out and achieves things so i was thinking okay well that's interesting because if you think something's fated maybe this is my weak mind but my thing was like well if something's fated mm-hmm. if that's what's going to happen to me anyway i might as well cruise you know um yeah but, but actually, if, you're, if you look at it in the, such a way of, well, it wasn't meant to be. So it's not like, so when you're defining fate there, you're not really looking at it as kind of, you are going to end up in this situation regardless.
1: I don't know, because then there's still part of me that thinks, wherever, I know this sounds terribly morbid, but wherever I take my last breaths, that's where I was always going to be.
0: Okay.
1: Um. Regardless of all the different things so that you happen do. throughout okay. my life, yeah. Right. So it's almost the bigger picture. I think I'll always end up when I die where I was going to die.
0: Right. Well, that's that's interesting because what I was going to say was the whole where you end up thing. I'm all, my my view on this has changed over the last you know couple of years, probably, but particularly while I've been doing this podcast and learn. I just said this to you off air. While I've like, like been learning a lot from different mm. people that have been on the show of like, um my my views kind of changed that actually how can you define ending up because where do you ever end up and, until you take your last breath so that's really inter- because you know what end up when I'm 50 well what is that ending up is that it for the rest of my life whatever car I'm driving whatever job I'm in whatever relationship I'm in is that it that's never going to change well no of course those things might change mm-hmm. or have the possibility that they might change so there is no ending up is there apart from your last breath so it's interesting so you are actually defining that fate to a you know really a specific point in time that that's where you'll yeah where you'll be yeah and then the, i guess the interesting debate there then would be how many of those factors within you know relationship wealth how many you know have you got eight children uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not um, or you know are, are those uh, are those things um in your mind definitely going to be where you are with those things too or are they things could those things be bumps in the road you know
1: i honestly don't know i think
0: i know you don't to know to some but extent what you believe? i
1: probably pick and choose whenever i believe things whether or not things are going my way do you know what i mean
0: yeah um but i like that though as well I like that and this is why I like doing these podcasts with you because you say things that I'm not expecting and they make me think in a different way Ooh. because that in, but that in itself well I pick and choose there's no right or wrong here yeah like with a religion because really I was kind of relating this to a religion when I was thinking about I was it and I was thinking, thinking and I was thinking but the, the kind of beauty of fate it, as, I get, as opposed to a religion is there's, there's no rules because they're your rules you're setting yourself so if you can pick and choose, right? Well, okay. Dust myself down and and crack on with things and try and get another job, like with your job interview example. Well, that's that's a it's an it's a tool that's enabled you to reframe yeah. something that other people might see as a failure.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think I probably use it as we talk about various tools we use to deal with things on these podcasts and. I think I'd probably just use fate as another one of those things, but it's different because it's got quite sort of spiritual and religious connotations. With when you're talking about fate, and I'm not a religious person, I'd say I'm probably quite spiritual, even though, in all honesty, I don't really know what that actually means to be spiritual. But I'd say that's part of that's something I do, which I think is quite spiritual um, that belief in fate. so that's why it makes it quite different to the other coping mechanisms that we talk about that are really practical things, like when you're having a panic attack, the breathing that you do and looking around the room to spot yeah. ten red things. They're all very practical, rather yeah. than yeah, yeah, like I those spiritual type things.
0: So people who are out there that are listening to this that are thinking, okay, well, I am a big believer in fate, or yeah, you know, I, I suppose nothing that I ever say or I ever ask anyone to, you know. A question about on this podcast is for people to change what you're doing because I'm saying do this or what I really what the goal is for me is to put information out there that people can go oh I like that bit mm. so you know I'm not saying I'm not trying to challenge anyone's belief in fate for example but so for me my um, but but at the same time I'm asking people to question things and use them in a positive way really mm. which is what you've just described so for me personally, my, um, I always, as a child, believed in fate. But my definition of it was I felt like I was a bit different and, that, and dare I say, it, I thought I was special in some kind of way. But I think it was the way I was thinking that now I realise lots of people are introspective and think about yeah. the way they think and that. But as a child in particular... I never heard or saw anyone thinking about... Like, I used to think all the time, who am I? Who am I? Like, who, who am I? I? That was the question used to, always used to go around in my head. That's really it was, interesting. Was like, you know, when I was, like, seven or eight years old, I'd think, but who is Chris? Who am I? And it's literally only in the last few months that I've started finding out some answers to that, um, which I've talked about on another podcast. But the fate thing, I always thought I was destined to do something special, but I didn't know what it was. And I, but but I, well, the the closest I ever came to a definition, though, and this is a sad kind of um, real stereotype, I thought I was going to win the lottery. (laughs) So it wasn't like a kind of deeply spiritual thing. I thought, I'm special, I'm lucky, I'm going to be given things other people have to work for. So I was totally involved in this materialistic world, but thought I was going to get a shortcut. Now I'm kind of like, actually, I think maybe it's in a, that fate... Thing if I still even think about it or believe in it, it's more. I have a gift that I can try and share things with people, mm. try and help people. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff, isn't it?
1: It is. Because you think, you know, it's quite. I thought before that conversation, it's quite straightforward and that everyone was on the same understanding about what fate is, but even just talking about it, I've unpicked what I think. I, I've Feel like it is, and yeah. started to understand that a little bit more as well.
0: What do you think about the? um I'm just gonna revisit something I talked about recently. So we're talking about those bumps in the road. Mm. There is a. Um, can you? I, I suppose the the underlying question I'm trying to get to here is: Can you set your own destiny? Can you set your own fate? Is that is that a contradiction in terms? But is it like you know? I talk quite a lot about can you set a goal that you're trying to achieve and then that's the goal you go, you know, and you go along these bumps along the way. But, like, for you, for example, if the goal was to have um, a three-bedroom house mm. in the area you live in, you have to then go through a certain number of things to get to that goal. But you might go through, in a you know, extreme way, you might go through bankruptcy mm. or job losses or... All these different things but you might eventually get that house because that's your focus now is that because that was your destiny or is that because you set it as your outcome i'm trying to give yeah. you power to i'm trying to help people i'm trying to empower people to work towards their goals that they want to achieve do you think it's possible
1: I think even in my answer to that, I'm going to contradict myself because part of me thinks, OK, so the house that I live in now um, is something that I always wanted, but I'd have ended up there in that exact house. Whether it happened the way it did or whether it happened another way, I'd still live in that house now. Right. Even though I worked really hard mm-hmm. um, to get get there. Mm-hmm. And I think everything I did impacted on whether or not i got there um th- this part of me that still thinks i would have got there another way if it hadn't have been that way and i'd still live in that house yeah okay i don't
0: it like sounds... in that house with that yeah with that yeah. fella with your son <laughs> yeah i won't say his name um but like because it, because it, it's interesting because i because i have started i've really challenged it now and i might have mentioned this to you but to you previously but i don't think i've said it on the podcast. I actually have so there's the word um, kismet
1: um,
0: yes. that means fate that I have tattooed on my arm.
1: Yeah.
0: and the way that happened, just very briefly, was that I um, heard about this word, which I s- subsequently went on to see kismet hairdressers, kismet kebabs that was my favorite. Um, <coughs> so, um, but I was talking to my brother when we'd had a few drinks one night, and he and I'd always thought about getting fate destiny something like this and then I'd heard the word kismet that means that and I was like I'm gonna get a tattoo with that on one day just completely randomly I was like that's what's gonna happen and then I was talking to my brother when we'd had a few drinks um and and he started talking about this word kismet we would start and and he went actually I've always thought I might get it tattooed and I was like what
1: that's weird so
0: I'm like that's kismet right so I was like okay um, and then we were talking to my dad, this was just bonkers, actually I can't remember the story which way round it is, but whether we talked to my dad before or after we had the tattoos, but essentially I've got that, and then 22, because that's my birthday, and my brother's got 15 in Roman numerals, because of course we're really Roman, <laughs> it's really stupid, anyway, anyway uh, it a, it's a really nice family connection thing, but talking to my dad about it, he went, "All oh, right, you know your granddad had kismet tattooed on his arm? <gasps> We were like, what? "That is so
1: weird." It was like,
0: "What? What are you talking about?" And my wow. granddad had like um, a Native American, like um, in a in a headdress, a, you know, feather kind of headdress on one arm, and a dagger on the other, right? And, but on the dagger, it had kismet on the handle.
1: That is so weird. So
0: we were, I can't remember which way round it went. But then we were like, "We're in. We're definitely going to do it." Got the tattoos, and uh, about three years later. We went home for Christmas or something. My dad comes in for breakfast and <laughs> rolls up his sleeve. And he'd had been he'd literally, apparently, didn't even tell my mum he was doing it. He went to get milk and went to a tattoo place down the road. That's so He got funny. kismet tattooed on his arm. So all fast. of the males on, in the Sutton family, including Baz, uh, have got kismet tattooed on. And, and it means fate. And it, so it's clearly a powerful thing that people think, okay, I'm going to put some, you know, stock in this the the life's going to be okay, but the the main thing I'm trying to get across there is it's positive. That's not a kind of oh, life's screwed because it's I'm just destined to be like this. Yeah, what do you think of all that?
1: I think that's a really funny story. I've got a story about Roman numeral tattoos, but I'll save that for another day. Oh no, tell
0: us it. You've said it now.
1: <laughs> right, I've got a Roman numeral tattoo. I thought it was gorgeous when it first got done. I went home and showed my mum. She was like, "What on earth is that? It's vile." Um, when we were at uni, we I think we were like we were coming to the end of third year, and I'd lived with the same. There was five of us, and we'd lived together for two years. We were all really good friends. Um, I'd known some of them since I was like twelve, thirteen at school. And um, we <coughs> a bit hungover and said, "Oh, let's all go and get tattoos to mark the end of." like our university time together um so we went to a tattoo parlor and we were like what should we get and we we're like we'll get our house number tattooed on us of course you would yeah but we'll get it in roman numerals except our house number was 40 in roman numerals that's xl so we we're like oh, "Oh, well we can't yeah. get that tattooed on us so we we're like right what number house did we live at last year and it was 26 which is like i can't even remember what it is it's it must be X, X, v, X. XVI, is it? Is it two Xs? yeah, oh, XXVI. I'll have a look in a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it says. So we got 26 tattooed on us in Roman numerals Amazing. instead. And I went first, and I'd never had a tattoo before. And I come down from, it was like upstairs, and everyone was waiting downstairs in the reception bit, and I was like white as a sheet. It was horrendous because it was on my ribs. It really, really hurt. Oh. Um, and it was quite big as well. Yeah. And I come down and I showed everyone. They were like, Oh yeah, to the receptionist. Can you tell him I don't want mine that big, please? <laughs> so they've, they've all got these tiny, got tiny ones, <laughs> and I've got these big, massive. Oh, things amazing. On, on my ribs. No, I mean, but, but I it's funny. Hey, no regrets. It's a bump it in the road.
0: <laughs> it's a bump in. It's one of those things, isn't it? So it's, it's on your path.
1: They're they're my room and emails, but it wasn't even the house number that I lived out. I was thinking horrible. one of the things you said there. How many other
0: parlours are there? Are there literally just tattoo parlours and ice cream parlours? You don't know, get other parlors Your beauty parlour.
1: Beauty parlour. Also, my granddad used to call... I don't know if it's the front room or the back room, the parlour. When he was a kid, the house that he lived in had a parlour. Oh, I think a parlor' like is that?
0: uh, That's like where you keep food and stuff. No, that's...
1: Like, no, that's... Um, that's something else. Come into
0: my parlour, said the spider to the fly. <laughs> that thing. Anyway... No, that's a pantry. <laughs> oh, maybe. Anyway, whatever. Um, the other, <laughs> in fact, I think, talking of words, just being a little bit off subject, I was listening to a podcast on my way up here, and someone said smithereens, right, and I was thinking the only time you use the word smithereens is if someone's blown to smithereens, you never say it in a like...
1: No, you don't, do In you? a like, you know... So what context were they using it in?
0: Well, they were using it in a kind of oh, blown right, to smithereens, but I was just thinking like, I wonder, yeah, certain words, do you only use certain words in certain... I don't know, I'm going to have to Google I've got smithereens. I've a challenge
1: <coughs> for you then. For the next time we're in a work-related meeting together, I need you to get that word in. But smithereens? Not, yeah, but not as blown to smithereens. I just need you to get it in.
0: Well, I need to work I need to way. find out basically if it only means smithereens, if smithereens means destroyed in kind of a violent way as opposed to it being like, oh yeah, I broke up this toffee with a hammer. It was in smithereens. You know, can you say <laughs> yeah. that? I don't know. Anyway,
1: um on the subject of fate yeah yeah this is right so this is my next point about it is fate only something that people with privilege that things are people who things are going right for can use so this i've never tested this what's meant to be won't pass you by and what'll be will be and all that i've I've been very, very lucky so far. Such what in my adult life. That I've never experienced grief. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never lost anybody as an adult. Um, as a child, but I think you deal with it quite differently when you're a child because you still don't quite understand it. But as an adult, I've never lost anybody. So I've never, I've never had to use this fate this, these phrases that I sort of live by and with, to justify anything in that context. Mm-hmm. So I think then that's when. Um, but it can be really testing, and it's yeah. similar to religion because, um, you know, in religion, it's God's will, yeah, the way things are, God's will. And I think people, when they are experiencing grief or any sort of hard times, will either go towards religion, um, yeah. and say this is God's plan and this is He's got something planned, or they will turn away from religion and say, Just why would God do this? Yeah. So these times like that, when I think fate is hard and you start to challenge it, question it. I also think there are one example. Um, when the um, Paris attacks happened um, yeah. a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was supposed to be in Paris that um, when that happened, and um, the person that I was supposed to be going with, um, we didn't end up going together, but um, that person went um, without me. And i seen it unfold on the news. Yeah. And was thinking, oh, oh my God, that person's there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I hope they're all right. Um, but I obviously wasn't there. And I couldn't help, and this sounds awful, but I couldn't help but think, oh, I'm so glad that I didn't go. That's horrendous. Look, what's going on? But I... There's no reason why I should have been there any less than the people that were there. No. Which again, it challenges that fate thing.
0: And the, but the interesting thing about that is, is it's like, well, you know, if, if, if fate is like a bubble of stuff that's happening around you, is, is it, um, so, you know, is it predetermined for everyone? Has whoever the fate doctor is, whoever, when you're born, whoever's in charge of fate, have they wound you up like a wind-up toy and gone, mm. Shh, that's you on your path, that's it regardless, even because you're going to still bump into things, but, yeah. but that's what's going to happen. Or is it like, oh no no no, there's something fated, there's something destined for Nicola, so she's not, we're not going to let send her to Paris. You know, it's like, because you you, you could be fated that that's where you end up.
1: And yeah, I know what you mean. I just think when terrible things happen at time of tragedy, if you're somebody that believes in fate, I think, and like I say, because I've never experienced anything horrendous, I am therefore quite privileged so far in my life. So, because of that privilege, I can believe in fate. But, but if it, I was in a really horrendous situation, if I was in really extreme poverty, or if I had a serious illness, I'd think, "How is this fate? How is this fair? And but is it, supposed to be?" But,
0: but if you, but if you think, "But I'm fated that this is the way it will end," or like the, what what you got me thinking about there is, if it was with someone else, so if someone else, if someone you know, someone close to you, um, was uh, was really ill, was terminally ill, or had passed away, is You know, does fate now allow you to be able to say, well, that was their fate. They've got to their point. Mm. So it's not that, you know, because obviously they're they're fulfilling their destiny as well. I Um, think that's
1: when I'd struggle to continue to believe in fate because I think I'd feel like that was so unfair that it can't possibly be fate, and fate can't possibly exist because in my mind, fate is always... A good thing, if you like. Yeah. Fate is always what is supposed to be, but I'd struggle to rationalise in my head that somebody was supposed to, their life was supposed to end in such a horrendous way. Yeah. So I think, as much as I'm saying, and I've said from the start of this podcast, I really do think I believe in fate. I think that is largely because nothing has happened to me yet, and again, such would, to challenge my belief in fate.
0: Yeah. It's, inter- it's interesting because I think. I feel like that, um, my view on it now, you know, touching the tattoo on my arm is that I think that, um, it is a really, it can be a really useful tool towards positivity mm. around certain aspects. But I actually now am way more, uh, a believer, if you like, this would be a really long thing to put on my arm, mind. Um, <laughs> but like, um... I'll be in the chair a lot longer but but like I think that we are undoubtedly now a collection of or our behavior is determined by the millions and millions of things that have happened mm. to us in the past right from literally the point of conception you know your belief system is being formed and I feel like we are all kind of at that point when you're that I don't know I don't know the terminology of biologically speaking but when you're that tiny little organism Mm. from there i think we're all kind of the same there are genetics of course that are gonna Mm. so you know what color eyes you've got and what color hair and but but i do think that um behaviorally speaking you learn all if not all pretty much most of your behaviors based on the way your parents say no no don't touch that or don't do that or don't Mm. do that but different parents will say don't do that to different things. Other parents will let their kids walk around with knives because, well, they won't do it again when they cut themselves. Whereas my parents might have been like, don't touch a knife. You know, so you, you you know, there's different things. I'm just, it's just an example just popped into my head. Um, but even like the walk to work today, something, there'll be something, there'll be some pattern that's, that I've picked up that, you know, mm. that is changing my behavior. In fact, I walked, I have started walking a different way to the studio. Um for for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, in fact, I know the reason. It's because I w- walk past this statue. That uh, when I brought my little girl into town for a for a daddy and daughter day, we t- had our photo taken next to that statue. So I now walk past that statue because it makes me think of her. Aww. So so something has changed. You know, something has changed. The pattern okay. has changed. That I now, but I, So my thing really is that actually I think it's all the past things that change your behaviours. So and that's going to change. So what you're able to focus on as an outcome mm. but I've had, I must admit I I've personally I've, I've kind of stopped believing that there is a point like I said it was always, my thought was always that it was going to be winning the lottery mm. but maybe that's just a metaphor maybe winning the lottery is actually um, you know for, for what's going to happen for mm. how happy I'm going to be now that's the outcome I'd be more keenly focused on is how can I improve the lives of my children how can I help other people, and that's kind of my outlook now. But maybe that's what I was destined to do. Either way, no one will ever know the the true answer, will they? You're never gonna know. No. And so actually the the best way to look at it is just take the positives.
1: I'm challenging my own belief in fate now. I'm just You're welcome. <laughs> <coughs> my my brains go in all over the place because I'm just the more we're talking about it and the more I'm thinking all I can think about is all the sort of injustice and all the terrible things going on and all the people who are in you know really rough situations right now you know I've, I've walked past people on the way to work that are sleeping on the street and I just think how's that fate like
0: yeah
1: that's nobody should nobody should end up in that position
0: but there's, but there's something there I mean we're nearly out we're pretty much out of time but the, this, there is something there that I'd you know, challenge back to you to look at the kind of... That they might just be on... They're on their journey to something else, yeah. you know, and they might need to do that to... And yeah, it depends yeah. on your definition of good or yeah. positive or whatever. But that person you've walked past that is, that is homeless right now, the things that they're learning... Now, don't, don't get me wrong, it must be horrendous. It must be incredibly challenging. I can't imagine even being able to survive something like that. But they may move from that point to being to working in a homeless shelter in five Mm. years time and actually changing the lives of people for the for good so that you know it's not about looking at something and seeing it as bang that's it that's it that's the end of it it's actually this is a part of everyone else on their journey the real challenge for you i think is that that death aspect of it Mm. you know that because that is the final kind of thing so are people destined for that so we'll leave you with this which is basically that Again, hopefully some people got something out of that kind of garbled conversation. Um, but it, it, for me, the real strength in it is looking at the positivity. What is, um, what is meant to be won't pass you by is a really strong positive. I've never heard that before. It's yeah. a really strong Thank positive Jane mantra. Thanks, Jane. Um, it's a positive mantra, that, yeah. because you're thinking, well, I'm, I, I know I'm not going to miss out. Because if I do, it wasn't meant to be for me. Yeah. And there'll be something else. Yeah, Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming into the studio again. Thanks
1: for my coffee.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you for listening out there, guys. Please follow me on Twitter at MentalComs. That's M E N T A L C O N V S. And another episode of Mental Conversations will be winging its way to you soon. Thanks, Nick.